You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Unfortunately, we've run out of time today. Whatever it means for you in your club, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Welcome back to another episode of We'll Talk About That Later, a football podcast mostly about opinions that aren't really that serious. Follow us on IG and Twitter at WTATL Official. Subscribe to us on whatever platform you're listening to right now so you never miss a new drop. This is episode 140. Woo! <laughs> and we've lost a couple. <laughs> yeah, we, we've, we've lost uh, two of our... Main hosts here, Tanya and Mark. Um, well, you guys don't need to worry. They probably won't come back again. So it's fine. It's just going to be a twosome now. <laughs> um, missing what, what you guys the, already. What, what, are the, what are the reasons? Um, Tanya's volunteering. Noble. Um, Lies. Okay, cool. But <laughs> what's Mark's reason? And she wants Mark, to watch Liverpool Ajax. M- Mark is... Um, he, we sent him on a scouting mission. He's, okay. He has to... Um, that's a classic, isn't it? Ajax versus Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, cool. That's like come football up heritage, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, he just he, he didn't want to face the smoke after they got smashed up by Napoli. <laughs> that did happen. Um, oh, what a treat that was! You know, honestly, I was I was out at the time, and then I got a message from you like, "What's going on with Liverpool?" And I was just like, "I looked at like, what's this go? What's this go? Oh, it's four 0 Oh my god, what a treat, man! <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wasn't. I was. That message was genuine. Yeah, what's going on? And I was like, what is going on with Liverpool? Like, um, um, I can't even start to explain because the players, they look like they're going through Space Jam. Like, no, no. Some of, the, some of those defenders, I think that was literally... Because uh, obviously Liverpool lost. So what I did, I missed the game. So I had to watch the whole thing back the next day. Mm. So I went to a great deal just to find those that full 90 minute again. Just to watch it and enjoy it because it was fantastic. You're one of those people, isn't it? I'm not gonna. I'm, honestly, I'm not gonna lie anymore. I absolutely hate Liverpool, and it's a lot of hatred I have for Liverpool, and it just goes back to like years of growing up hating Liverpool. Like, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it anymore. I know Mark is. I, the thing is, with Mark here, I don't. I, I don't want him to be upset all the time. You know, it's like I don't want him to be upset, but I want. I want him to not get upset at the fact that I hate Liverpool. You know. Mm. And so, like watching Liverpool lose, it's fantastic. They've had a lot of success over the last couple of years. They're a fantastic team. They've got lots of top players and got great manager. And they've had, they've collected the whole set. Now it's time for the empire to burn down. 
Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? You're, I, I understand. You what you're agree saying. though, innit? Agree. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't hate Liverpool as vehemently as you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but pro- you want it, you, you hate Chelsea. Yeah, I hate, hate Man United. Yeah, I hate, you hate Tottenham. I hate Tottenham. Yeah. I mean, just uh, add Liverpool to it. It doesn't make any difference. No, I like I said before, we we spoken about it on this on the podcast is like of the ranking of the top mm-hmm. will be like top five in it because Arsenal. I yeah, don't yeah. hate Arsenal, but Liverpool would be bottom of that. What, hate you list. hate them more than you hate them less than Man City. Yeah, really. Yeah, I can't stand Man City. How, how many like how many Man City but, fans do you know? I, it, for me, obviously that factors in, but I probably. Like, I don't know that many Liverpool fans, but Man City... And one is enough, you know, and he makes it really easy. <laughs> I, do know, I do know some Man City fans, but the problem is, for me, is the money. Chelsea? Like, Chelsea? No, Chelsea are above Man City. Yeah, I mean, but still, like, Liverpool, ha- before Man City had foreign owners, Liverpool had foreign owners. Yeah, but... And Liverpool they nearly put the club into administration. Yeah, but they didn't... The thing is, is that when we were growing up, I always thought Arsenal were better than Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Like as a we, team, as we growing up, we were also better than Man City. Yeah, that's fair. But what I'm saying is, is I never saw them as a threat. So when they had foreign owners and they were spending, I never really saw them as like, oh, you know, like they're bare annoying. They are bare annoying because they they tend to beat us. But what happened was when with Man City is is the amount of money is like unlimited amount of money that they can spend, and like for example, it I thought it was quite amusing. At first, when, like, Mark Hughes era, you know, where they're mm. buying, like, 20 players, like, um, when they... Like, like Forrest Honor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like they bought Craig Bellamy, Gareth Barry. I thought that was amusing. I was like, oh, that's cute, you know. They're, they're, they're buying Prem experience. Oh, you got yourself an Adebayo. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, well, that was annoying. Um, but I guess that helps as well with the rivalry, because, like, mm. Adebayo celebrating um, the way he did after he scored against us. Um, the way Sami Nasri left, so it's just like that builds up. But then when you're seeing time and time and time again the amount of money that they spend, it just it's just so it's just so annoying because to compete logically you have to you have to spend the same or equivalent. I hear what you're saying. I mean, the thing is with Liverpool, the only thing that makes them less hateable for me is I like some of their players. Well, I, I also like... And their, I like their manager as well. I like the way that they're run. But the issue... But I have... Don't you like the way that... Well, no, previously, really. previously, like, for example, the way that they won the Champions League and the Premier League is, like, you you sell lo, lo, low-quality assets for high amount and then you reinvest in the team. They've, they're, that they're that allowed, era of Barcelona giving out money generously is done now. So Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm not even talking about... Coutinho, because I wouldn't call him a low-quality asset. I'd say he was probably yeah, Liverpool's know, but best it's just, player. It's just, it's the thing is, with Liverpool, it's because they have success on the pitch. So all these clubs cow them like idiots, and they think all of their, their shit are just going to buy some sort like, of osmosis, are going to get quality. Like, do you know how Danny many... Danny Ward, man. I was about to say, how many games has Danny Ward played he for Liverpool? He is horrible, man. And and then Leicester go fork out how much ever million. Talk. Meanwhile, Leno was our number one for three years, and... They sold 10 million. Ne- they sold Nico Williams for 17 million. So things, the, a lot of these players are going to... We're, we're giving out players for free. Mm, I, and these oh. were in our first team. The Aubameyang thing just drives me mad. Like We gave him away for free in January and then Barcelona got six months out of him and then got 12 million out of him. So I think, in, we watched the documentary, Edu's start was, we're not going to get any money for him, let's just give him away for free. <laughs> it was just like, what, you're not even going to try? And like it's just that's the thing now, it is with like, we got 7 million for Lucas Torreira, that's a 25 million pound asset. Three million for Leno. That's twenty-two million. We originally bought. Wasn't it eleven? I thought it was. 
Well, yeah, he's gonna. It's three million up. Oh yeah. But then yeah. The, with add-ons, it's gonna be like eleven million. But and also like Bellerin. Bellerin was about. He's a flipping Spanish internet. He played for Spain. Like he's played over two hundred fifty games for Arsenal. Terminate oh, the contract. Free, that's fine. Yeah, to terminate everyone. Oh, but contract. there's a there's a buyout. There's a. Oh, when I a, saw him leaving, bro, I obviously like there was a game in preseason yeah, where he was he played for us, and I was I was in the mindset of it's either him or me this season because we both can't stay. Because <laughs> I was like anything like he there's can't a sell-on clause. That's what I was meant to say. Well, yeah. So like, if we sell, if Barca sell him, we get some money. Yeah, Barcelona are going to sell him for what um, twenty five million and give us what a crunchy in return. Isn't it? It's just like we're going to get nothing in the sell-on clause because they don't know how to negotiate. But going back to Liverpool, yeah, it's just like I think these clubs, yeah, they buy Liverpool thinking these crap players who don't contribute to their success um, are going to get some sort of like quality just through um <coughs> association with Salah mm. and Van Dyke. So that's why they're out here buying Nico Williams and um who else who else they sold recently like Minamino and what's it? just everyone that they sell. Well, yeah. Like Solanke even for 20 million. 20 million exactly yeah. What is he good what because he 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 stood next to Salah in training now he's, <laughs> he's going to get some sort of quality now is he? But yeah, it's just uh, they that's the thing they are good with when it comes to selling players but like you know obviously Man City have a foreign owner. That's the issue. Like Man City have it's a not for, even a it's foreign not, I mean, owner. I mean, because a foreign owner that had foreign owners in no, no, the Premier no, no. League they, for a long time. The point I'm making is, is not about the foreign owner. It's more about the the fact that they have an owner who just gives them money. There's no like they're owned by a country by basically. Like. There's no there's no like anything with regards to the, what they sell or their own revenue or anything like that. They just have an independent owner pumping money. It's what we hate Chelsea. I get that, but the issue like my hatred for Liverpool comes from back in the day, 2001 FA Cup final, 2008 Champions League quarter final. Um, growing up around Liverpool fans who thought they were better, they used to say to me, "Oh, Sacco is better than Koscielny." Like, in what world, man? Sacco, who does Sacco play for now? I don't know. Exactly, and he, we didn't even know who he played for when he was at Palace. You know? So, <laughs> all of this kind of stuff. They used to always tell me, like, "We've got the best." Uh, like, Brenda Rogers is better than Arsene Wenger. I'm like, in what universe, bro? Like, Brenda, what, what did Brenda Rogers do? But I feel like it's like that's obviously as a football fan, you have to back your team. But the thing is, there was no Man City fans around me telling me. Adebayo is better than Tierra Rio and anything like that, is it? Or, or no, but I think what's enough, well, it was enough for me, was just that celebration alone. Adib- yeah, fair enough. Oh, well, yes, it's more Adebayo, isn't it? Like, and then, just- like, the comments uh, Sami Nasri said afterwards, and then, like, obviously... There was, obviously, I, I, the thing is, I don't like Man City, I hate him more. But when it comes to <laughs> Liverpool Man City... I hate him. When it comes to Liverpool Man City, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to be supporting Man City because there's the deep-rooted hatred. And I think my hatred for Liverpool has come more because they've been really good now. It's just... No one likes favourites, you know. No one likes a team that's really good. We all want to see a team really good go down, in it? Like, if Arsenal suddenly become good and we have a great couple of years in terms of winning trophies and finishing in the top four, people are going to want us to go back I know, they, well. they already hate us. They hate us because we've had years of success, <laughs> in it? So No, they already hate us. Like, we're top of the league now and we know it's like a, like a false position, but they're, yeah. they're already like, oh, they need to be humbled. So watching Liverpool now, like, struggle. It's delicious. <laughs> and when, especially now, yeah, when... The only issue is like with Liverpool, yeah, is a lot of their, not just the fans, but like a lot of people, they think just because you play for Liverpool, you're automatically a decent player because Klopp doesn't pick bad players, isn't it? Darwin Nunes is a toilet footballer. I'm sorry. I don't care. He might get goals and he's physically, he's gifted, but he's not, he's not, a, he's not, he's not, I don't think he's Liverpool level. And we had that conversation as well. Like, obviously you guys want him to get, want to give him time. I feel hundred million pound player. I don't think, you know, I think he needs to be performing now. When it comes to um, just assessing a Liverpool player, we need to be honest. Not just because you play for Liverpool doesn't mean it's acceptable. Why is Ox still at Liverpool? I said it from the first day he got there. 
I was like, this guy is the six month player, and then he'll be rubbish for the rest of the time. Are you paying attention to what I'm talking? I about? am I'm just talking to myself. No, I am. <laughs> fair I'm enough. writing down titles. <laughs> okay, fair can enough. I not? Oh, okay, cool. I have to do other ah, jobs as yeah, well. Fair enough. Yeah. See, that's what happens when you don't come in, Tony and Mark. Um, <laughs> and then um, Kater, I've said it as well. Kater, he, he... unknown call. Sorry, someone's trying to call me. <laughs> Who was that, Mark? No, I think it. <laughs> I think it's. Um, I think it was hospital. But mm. oh wow, okay. Yeah, anyway. Well, it's not, it's not, it's not anything like with Mark and Tanya being in hospital or anything like that. No, no, it, good, it's yeah. about me, innit? Oh, yeah, because you're bad, new, innit? Um, so, yeah, just, well, I don't know, I was just rambling about Liverpool. But, yeah, Nunes. just go back to the... Um, no, you were talking about Nunes and yeah, how yeah, yeah, just because right. Liverpool buy someone doesn't mean that they're automatically... Yeah, just, no. I don't think that's the case. I just think, like, with any player, um, and I think it's regardless of their, of their um, transfer fee... Mm-hmm. You have to give them time. Coming from a different, like, coming from South America, he obviously played in Portugal. He doesn't know how. To, he probably he he might know a few words, but he probably doesn't know how to speak like proper English. Like, um, I shouldn't say proper English, but I should probably say like fluent English. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a new system, new style of play. Liverpool is a a lot higher up, let's say, than Benfica in terms of like the pressure that there is for them to compete on all all stages yeah. and all this kind of stuff. So it's a lot for a 21-year-old to come in and, and then have to, like, perform straight away. So in the Premier League, we've always said it's it's one of the hardest leagues, most physical, and it does take players' adaptation periods. I'm not saying it could be one month. It could be six months. I don't know. Six months is not going to cut. you got to start. Six months is, honestly, me personally, I'm not, six months is not going to, I'm not going to wait six months for this guy I pay 100 million for. And you can lie about his fee or you want Mark, yeah. We know it's 100 million in it because if Liverpool want see him as a guy who's going to be successful, those adults are going to be paid. So don't be like, oh, well, the first fee is going to be like 2.5 million, and then we're going to like structure the deal where we give him like a couple chocolates and none of that couple stuff. Chocolates. It's just like if you think he's going to be a good player, all of those add ons are going to be played, they're going to be paid. So you have to take in the whole fee. That's why, like, Havertz, that's a 100 million pound player. Sancho, that's going to be up to like 70, 80 million. All of those guys, yeah, I'm adding your add-ons, yeah? Don't say, oh, it's just like without the add-ons. No, you want them to be successful, yeah? So if you're successful, they're all being paid, isn't it? Yeah, so, but a lot of that is like, um, it's not just performance-based. It's like how well the team does. So reaching the semi-final of the Champions League or final of the Champions League, how many games does he play for Uruguay mm-hmm. or whatever? Like, for example, Sancho. He's been massively out of form. Obviously, Gareth Southgate is a bonehead and he's mm. probably going to pick him and stuff like that. Um, but it probably is like, let's say, if, a, if a, a normal manager would say drop Sancho from the England squad and yeah. be like, okay, so he's not playing. So he's not going to earn, like, um, Dortmund aren't going to earn a lot of the, well, not, not a lot, but like, yeah. they're not going to earn a part of the percentage that says, oh, he has to hit 25 England mm-hmm. caps by whenever. We don't know. That's cool and everything, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing 100 million all in. That's what it is. But yeah. um, just aside from Darwin Nunes, I think um, obviously, you're like, all right, cool. You, I just think I, I just think I, I have already had question marks of whether he's Liverpool quality. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing about like waiting to me, it doesn't really work in this situation because, like I said, I'll sit, we had this conversation in the group, innit? I said if Maguire. If Liverpool bought Maguire, are you going to wait six months for him to come good? No, because he's a shit player now. Yeah, but we already he's knew. Gonna be shit we already knew that. Like he already played in the Premier League. No one thought like eighty million was. Oh, that's that's definitely it was Maguire's nonsense. It's the same way hundred million from Nunes is nonsense. 
But I think I think there is there is a bit of leeway when you're buying a player mm-hmm. who has he did score goals in the Champions League last season mm-hmm. and Benfica were in a tough group. Mm-hmm. He scored against Liverpool mm-hmm. in the knockout stages. He scored against Ajax in the knockout stages. So he has proven even okay, if yeah, it's just right, a I'll season. Because but, of his track, his track record in the but Champions League. But we're talking about Premier League. We don't know what he's like in the Premier League. We could, we haven't seen him. Mm-hmm. So, but with Maguire, you could say, okay, if Man United had bought him for 10 million, and then like after two, three seasons, it hasn't worked out and you cut your losses, that's, that's fine. Like you tried. Maguire played well for Leicester. Mm-hmm. He, he had some good, um, good uh, appearances for England, but it didn't work out at United. Now you pay 80 million. Now you know that's a gamble. Our first episode ever was me saying how it was a waste of money to spend 80 million on Maguire. But we could see that. And the player I was telling them to sign in the summer, they signed in January, which was Bruno Fernandes. Um, yeah, I mean, that, well, I guess you don't always get it right, do you? <laughs> so, um, but, uh, yeah, I hear so, that, so, I hear that. Yeah. But I think, especially when you're replacing Mane, it's not an easy task. Oh, absolutely. I think I think what they should have done was gone and got because now they have to play completely differently. You've got a guy who has none of the qualities Mane has but apart from he's, not, he's almost as fast. Do you not could you not say that perhaps they're already looking to change the system? Because if you look at the Premier League, I think we're kind of going back to having a fixed nine again. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, but Liverpool it wasn't, it wasn't as if they were like unsuccessful with Mane. No, they no. Uh, but but you're looking at like um, a front three that had been together for like five, six years, like mm-hmm. Salah, Firmino and, and Mane. Mm-hmm. So if you, obviously, big loss taking Mane out of that. And then you're looking at Salah and <clears throat> Firmino, who Firmino has declined massively. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, he got the three goals against Bournemouth. Uh, no, two goals against Bournemouth and then he scored against Newcastle, whatever. But I think the problem here is, is that then you're left with Salah and Jota, and uh, Luis Diaz. Mm-hmm. And they're all quite similar. Similar height, similar profile. <clears throat> Obviously, Salah's the difference maker. He can, you know, he could just do what, like, something out of nothing. But I do feel like Liverpool and other teams have started to adapt. Um, and um, we're maybe thinking, like, let's go back to a or fixed nine. nine yeah. Because look, if you look at City... Last season, they ran to, to the title with ease. And now you're adding Haaland into that. And they didn't have a striker. Well, they had a striker. They had Gabriel Jesus playing um, in the w- on the wing. So now you're adding Haaland. And we're seeing a difference that Haaland is, is having, is making on this, um, on this Manchester City side. Uh, and obviously, he's a bit of a freak anyway. But um, 12 goals in what, seven games? <laughs> it's, uh, it's absurd. We, I don't think we've... Apart from like Messi and Ronaldo, and that was in La Liga, we haven't seen numbers no, like this. I think, like I said, he's he's honestly on course for like sixty-five goals this season. <laughs> because if you're looking by the maths, why? Yeah, and he's just he, he, every all of his games minimum two goals for the last couple of weeks in it. So, yeah. so but uh, that's what I'm saying. So like, I feel like we're reverting back to because not working. They haven't. They're, they're yeah, it's not working. But also, he he did miss three games mm-hmm. um, for the stupid headbutt, mm-hmm. but. You have to give it time. You, you can't just say like, oh, he's played one, um, two and a half games. He has to be, he has to, you know, he scored against Fulham. I think the goal counted in, in his favour, even though it was... No, bit. he back it. That was a decent yeah. finish. But, so you need to give him like, Haaland, he had that game where he had like seven touches of the ball. Mm-hmm. 
So you can't just go from one thing going, oh, yeah, you know. To me, I ain't going to cut it. But one, he's, he's had a run of games. Nunes, Nunes is more expensive than Haaland. Yeah, I know yeah. he is. Not Haaland has a much bigger, tra- a better, bigger, better track record, yeah? Yeah. So he's more of a certified thing. Mm-hmm. On top of that, mate, it wasn't, it wasn't by, it wasn't like a, the referee screwed him over. Like, if you headbutt someone, you're going to get sent no, off. No, yeah, that's, so that's I'm not going to say, oh, well, you missed three, well, he didn't get missed three from a scandal or like a, or, or, or an injury um, or, or something. Or yeah. like, um, what's it, injustice. You headbutted someone, yeah? So that's what happened. Yeah, and that's also, on him. Let's that not act like when, he, when he's been on the pitch, he's been good, yeah? He's been, he's been poor. He's been, no, he's against been Everton, right. he's been, no, he's, he's, no, he's been poor. Let's not lie. He's been poor. I think, I think Liverpool will be at their best when Jota comes in. Because Jota, one, is a far better footballer. Jota, I mean, what, what's Nunes, I'll give it to him. He's incredible in the air. Like, that guy can jump. Like, the other, the other day where I think it was against Everton where he jumped and he was head, it was, his whole head was, his whole shoulders were above the crossbar. Like, he's incredible. Yeah, so if they, Liverpool can work that out in terms of obviously the amount of crosses they get in Trent and Andy Robertson, he can get goals. And what he's about the very technique physical. in the shot? No, he hasn't got te- good technique. What? What, in the what? shot? Yeah. Oh, what, the, um, I'm the, not talking the about his one t- where he cross, hit the crossbar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he, he he looks like he like. I mean, the he, thing is, he's a professional footballer, I man. He's not going to be like <laughs> anyone. Like we all saw that video of Vestergaard doing flip flapping training. I mean, any professional footballer can do anything decently. But like, uh, you well, say that, but but like uh, the point but, I want to get but, to. But you've is, watched Cedric for a long time. Oh my god. Well, Nunes is the Cedric of up front in it, so <laughs> <laughs> I just get it. All right, maybe people think I'm being harsh in it, so I'll, I'll, I'll give him time. But I know six months from now, I'm going to be right. So. We'll see you now. Well, the player they should have got was someone because when it, when Mane went up, down the middle, Liverpool looked far better as well because Jota, Diaz is too good to drop. Salah is the main guy, and Mane obviously you can't. Salah and Mane are the two main guys for Liverpool in it. So, especially in your attack, Diaz is too good to drop. So you had to adjust, and that's why Jota, who who was banging goals in the beginning of the first half of last season, he had to hold a place on the bench. Because you have to, you can't leave out Mane. And then Mane adjusted to that role. And then the whole front three just looks so fluid. Because Salah, once you've got two forwards like that who can create, you know, their own shots, do stuff in isolation, take players on, make runs in behind in Diaz and Mane, Salah's game, he obviously he's a goal scorer, but he also becomes, like you're watching now Salah as well, he's, he's being more of a, a facilitator. He's actually got a lot more creativity in him as well. Like he's actually getting the final ball as well. And Liverpool are relying on him as well. Isn't to not just be like this one pronged attack, which is Trent whip it in. It's a different type of like he gives a yeah. different option as well because Diaz is more of a one for one guy, and he can go on the outside. Whereas Salah he'll cut in as well and create chances. So then with Mane, there was that fluidity. It really helped because Liverpool didn't lose any of the last fifteen games or so, was it? Towards the end of the season, they lost against why, Madrid. No, I mean in just in the league. Really. Oh, in the league. Yeah, I don't think so. And that's really when Mane came back from injury and then the three of them were firing. So I thought Liverpool, they can get a forward like Mane, a perfect one who's more similar to Mane in terms of profile and, you know, flexibility. Is, um, and Kunku would have been perfect for them. Yeah, but he signed a new deal, isn't it? Yeah, I know. But like, if, if, if Klopp calls him, I guarantee before that pen touches the paper, he'll be like, yeah, sorry, let me chat to my agent. <laughs> <laughs> and then Klopp get it. Klopp has that whole German market unlocked if he wants. But I, but I think he, he signed a contract for Leipzig to protect his um his value. See, players have got to stop doing that stupid shit. I saw, why has Zaha been in jail for like um five years? Because no one's going to pay. Million. I think shorter contracts need to be the thing now. But actually, longer contracts are, are proven to be no longer contracts. Are, now Liverpool they are get like stuck. six. Liverpool six get years. a long contract to Gomez. And look at it now. They want to rip it up five minutes into the season, bro. Because I swear, I'm not even joking. Mark knows as well. He accepted as well. Because we had a big 
disagreement in the group when he first signed the contract. My argument was Gomez, he's a good player, yeah? But he's not been at the... At, he's not played for Liverpool for about a year and a half, yeah? Well, two years. He was injured for a year and then he, he sat on the bench the whole of last year, yeah? Mm-hmm. The only time he played really was as a stand-in right back. But Trent's got good fitness. He barely plays. I said, he needs to go somewhere to get his confidence back, get his mojo back. Why is he going to stay? Because if Matip is fit, if Konate is fit, I know both of them have injury issues historically. Gomez is always fourth choice. Well, could you not say then, could you not argue that he might have gone on loan as opposed to just leave Even in loan, fine as well. But like, signing a new contract and really, Liverpool really only kept him for situations like this, where would you not back yourself though? If you're a footballer, I know that I know your stance where it's like mm-hmm. you, you want to do the least amount of work for the most amount of recompense that you mm-hmm. can. Mm-hmm. But let's let's hypothesize here mm-hmm. that footballers don't think like you and they want to be competitive. That's true. And, and let's say Joe Gomez looked at the situation, he said, Okay, so I've got Van Dyke, Matip, Kanate all ahead of me, mm-hmm. but I back myself to to. Firstly, recover from the, these injuries, get back to full fitness, and get back to the level I was playing at previously, which we've all praised him for before. Mm-hmm. You even, yeah, you, yeah, on mm-hmm. this podcast, you even said that he, he could be England's, England's best, mm-hmm. um, best centre-back. So, would you not back yourself? Knowing, your his, like, n- knowing you historically like have been at that level, could you not say, I could get back to that level? I get it. That's that's. I, I mean, from a, like a motivation, that's exactly what you want for your players. You want all of your players to be able to compete to think that they can start. That's the whole point of having a, a competitive squad. That being said, he was he was fit for the whole of last season, yeah, and he touched the bench the whole time in it. So he didn't play because any time, Konate went playing and Matip went playing. The other one was playing. It wasn't Gomez, yeah. Are you sure he was fit the whole? season? He was fit the whole the season. whole. Season. Well, most of last season, really. He was just sat on the bench. He wasn't really considered as well. And the only time he played really was just if Trent wasn't playing. So the issue with what I have with him right now is, if you want to get back into your fitness and your mojo as well, like get a fresh new start because you're not going to get enough minutes playing for Liverpool as a first choice, and especially like and also Konate is younger than him. It's mm-hmm. not as if, like, we, uh, Joe Gomez, people have this perception that he's young. He's been at Liverpool for, like, eight years now. He's 25 years old. Kanata is 22, playing much better than him, starting in the Champions League final, playing very well in the Champions League final, playing quality. And, and Kanata, he's not only just a good defender, he's a golfer as well. How many goals has he scored last season? Four or five. Mm-hmm. He's scoring against big teams, scored in the Champions League, scored in the FA Cup semi-final. It's just, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a top centre-back. And also Matip as well. A lot of people just think Matip is... The second guy to Van Dijk. Matip was better than Van Dijk last season. Matip was one of the best defenders in the league last year. And Matip is, in terms of like playing out of the back, I think Matip is better than Van Dijk playing out of the back, especially like getting it into dribbling out or with the ball. Matip is one of the most underrated. Matip can play as a box-to-box midfielder. <laughs> He's actually that good. So I just think when it comes to Joe Gomez, I think, and now we've seen it as well, like he's just... Clearly, right now he's not. Mark even admitted himself he's not at the level. He's not no, at the he, level. obviously that's plain to see on the pitch. But I'm saying like he got hooked at halftime, you know. Like yeah, I know. Top but he does that. And I, I know, but there's something to be said. Like like you said, he, he didn't play a lot last season. So like coming into these kind he's of a bit games, delusional to think you're gonna you're suddenly gonna yeah you're not suddenly you have to build that back up and. It might be a case like, do you remember when Aaron Ramsey um, had that horror injury at Stoke mm-hmm. and then he went on loan to Cardiff and Nottingham Forest? Mm-hmm. It might be something like that. Obviously not, you don't have to go championship. Like you could go like a palace. Ramsey, Ramsey was 18 then. Like, uh, that's fair. But like you could go like Palace or something. 
like. Well, yeah, exactly. That's what I, I thought. I think I only think the reason. Or even Leicester. Think, Leicester I think, I think, are desperate for centre back. Oh my, bro, we'll get onto him in a second. <laughs> but like, is is it's just watching Gomez is thinking like. I think the reason he resigned is obviously one. There's obviously a good financial incentive. You have got a four year. Um, what are you doing? Are you? No, Stretching my, out my legs. Home. Okay, cool. Well, you brushed my leg as well. Sorry. So. Um, I I, I'm, I ain't trying to get ACL like you in it. So um, <laughs> Joe Gomez, he's, he 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 obviously he stayed for the financial incentive, the fact that you got a security and four year deal, and I think he wants to stay at like a, what they, what oh, the club. The club must have. Cl- yeah, they obviously winning sold it franchise. Him. I'm sorry, what is this? The NBA? Yeah, <laughs> they stay there. No, but I do think you know what the club, it could be? They play like with top players, isn't it? Yeah, sure, but the club would have assured him stuff. They they yeah. wouldn't just well, said, obviously like, the manager was going to say stuff, but then. When he stood, when he when does nonsense like Napoli, he's obviously going to say sorry yeah, about that assurance I gave you. <laughs> Wickham Wanderers in January. That's what Wickham Wanderers. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, hey, I don't, w- don't want to spend the whole episode on on Liverpool. Can we talk about the, the some of the defending for the Napoli game? Yeah, sure. Um, this has to be the end of the facade of people lying and saying Trent can defend because he can't. That's just, it's just factual information. It's not even an opinion. Mark comes here and he every time anyone. Anyone who has R in front of their position when it comes to a defence, yeah. if you're right wing back, right back, right centre back, he's gone for you. He goes, oh, Rhys James made a mistake. Oh, Carl Walker got ruined by Sam Maximan. Oh, no one talks about Cancelo. And it's just like, all right, cool. But like historically, those guys are not awful defending when it comes to Trent. That being said, yeah, his, his qualities on the ball and his value to Liverpool as a team in the fact that Liverpool, they can compensate for mistakes most of the time, obviously not this season. Uh, and also the fact that he is literally Liverpool's playmaker from right back. It makes him one of the most dangerous players in the world. So that's why I can understand why Klopp will persist with him. That being said, he's not even just a bad defender. I think he's a lazy defender as well. Yeah. I think, one, I always said it, I said it for about, I've seen it about two years consistently. The guy just not does not sniff dangers when it comes to people running off the back of him. And you see it time and time again. I remember the League Cup final against Chelsea. How many times did Chelsea get on through? And they're all suspiciously all coming from the right side, either on the inside or the outside. Well, we targeted that um, Mar- at the Emirates in the semi-final. Well, exactly, yeah. And then, but Martinelli. like, he, but then he he dealt with it. There are days where he deals well, with it. Sometimes well, his I wouldn't say that he dealt. He dealt no, with no, it. No, no, it wasn't even the semi-final. It was the league game. It was the le- no, but the semi-final game as well. Oh, but the, we, we but lost, more in the yeah. league game. And it was him. He was a difference because he made both goals. Yeah, so. but what I'm okay. He made both goals, but what I'm saying is that mm-hmm. every single time Martinelli rinsed him. Yeah, I mean, and so, then it would be Henderson or the centre backs coming into exactly. To, so that's how that's how they usually get away with it. Henderson's injured. Matip's injured. He's not. He's not got someone to hold his hand right now. Joe Gomez is a, playing well. Who's the who's the right? Who's the midfield? Milner. You know, obviously he's not. He's not. He's not helped in a lot, but. You can't have one player who's actually like literally such a detriment in one area of his game in the fact that you have two other players to, to compensate for him. And the fact that those two players are not there or players who are good enough to do that means it's such a detriment to the team. Because we're watching Trent right now. This is actually, it's actually farcical. Like obviously I said, he's, he's, he, like we saw it with Vinicius' goal in the Champions League final. Obviously the ball shouldn't have came in, but like it's clear he has no clue of who's behind him. And it happened time and time again. But against Napoli... It's just lazy. Like he actually doesn't look. But like I, I don't just think it's it's uh, Trent. Well, I, I get what you're saying about the defending, but I'm saying this season it's not just a Trent thing because yeah, even yeah, Van I mean, Dijk has little, had yeah. Van Dijk's had his moments. Fabinho hasn't looked. Fabinho has been awful this season. He hasn't looked like him his his normal self. It's actually concerning as well. Um, and like Napoli just outplayed Liverpool. Like all the things that Liverpool are supposedly good at or have historically been good at, mm-hmm. Napoli just 
were like 10 times better than them on the night. Yeah, Napoli, we've got to give credit to Napoli, they were great. And, yeah. um, and the, the midfielder, Anguisa, he, he balled out. Uh, uh, Anguisa, man, I'd love him in our team. He know. balled he's out. A, like, he's, got, he's actually not only just an engine, but he's technically really yeah. gifted. He's actually, he's a bit Pogba, like, mm. without, I can see that. Without, without the hyena. <laughs> can we talk about that quickly? Go on then. Bruv, <laughs> is that not, honestly, when I first heard it, I thought this must be one of those football troll stuff on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. But like he's actually admitted to it, like yeah, he called a witch doctor and all that just to get, and then he got injured anyway. Yeah. And uh, he, firstly, who on earth is the ground manager at Man United to allow him to get a dead hyena to bury in under the pitch in Old Trafford? Man, he must be brethren to him. Man United like are crazy, isn't it? No, that's not even Man United. That's just that's that's not even that's like no, but there's so much protocol someone, as, as like. A, but <laughs> someone has to has to approve that. He's, oh, yeah. Give you a hundred grand. hundred grand. Uh, it's going to be a bit weird, the, but just hear me out. Innit? <laughs> the story is even wilder. It's like Mbappe had to call him because apparently, um, well, this was rumours, isn't it? His brother. Alleg- everything we say is alleged. Uh, alleged, yeah, yeah. His brother um, has said that he was praying with the witch doctor to, for Mbappe's ability to go. Sorry? Didn't I didn't you know about that? this. Yeah. I heard about something to do with Mbappe, but yeah. Pogba wanted Mbappe's ability to go. Yeah. For what reason? Do you not want to win the World Cup again? And then apparently Mbappe called him and was like, "Is this, is this, is this real?" And he was like, "No, no, no." I just, like, I just called a witch doctor to make sure I don't get injured. Then I got injured anyway. <laughs> this is fast going. But yeah, um, I was, I was seeing stuff that Mbappe had to actually call Pogba. Mbappe is jarring me right now, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, his um, <laughs> his his ability is unquestionable. He's a quality World Cup. It's like. It comes with your attitude and your behavior. Yeah. Like you can't. Wait, if you the ego's re- insane right now. If you it? don't receive the ball on a counter attack, it doesn't mean you walk off the walk pitch. Off the pitch yeah. <laughs> like not everything has. You know when people say, "Oh, everything went through this person." Mm. It's not literally everything. Yeah. Went <laughs> it just it's just like saying this guy was instrumental to the win. It's like he was involved in I a lot of things. I know he thinks he's the president of the club in it, but you're not, bro. President of the club is. He's a director Al- of football. Al Khalifi or whatever. Is <laughs> he's the but director like, of football. Exactly. Yeah. Like, but the thing is, yeah. You know when Bale was out at uh, Madrid? Bale yeah. was the record transfer. He was the big, big money signing. Bale came and he knew his role immediately. There were times here where Bale would run clear, have a tap-in, and Ronaldo would go through a miss. Yeah. But Bale accepted it. Like He was like, all right, he's the boss. Uh, I'm just going to accept it and try my best to support him in it and we can win together, which they did. Mbappe, yeah? Bro. You've got two of the best players of all time playing with you. Why does he not want to pass to Neymar? No, honestly, if he does, I'm going to lose my mind right now. Because <laughs> watching Neymar right now is actually... A, he's having he's, an unbelievable he's, he's season. He's joke. He's Neymar having is, an unbelievable season. Every time... Against, against Juventus, I was, I was blown away. Like, every time he touched the ball, it was just magic. And you look at the assist as well. Neymar, he's not just scoring goals, man. He's giving yeah. Mbappe half of his goals as well, isn't it? Yeah. Like, so, Him and Messi. Like, Messi's assists. Like, do you see the assist at the weekend? Oh, and the first touch from Neymar. <sighs> Oh, Unbelievable. So magnifique. Well, let me just clarify. So apparently, um, Pogba's brother told Mbappe that um, he asked the witch doctor to cast a spell <laughs> on Mbappe. So it was that he, he wanted to curse Mbappe. What's this thing about Martial as well? Like apparently, uh, when he allegedly planted the hyena underneath the ground <laughs> for, the, for the witchcraft part, 
um, <laughs> that Martial got injured because of it. I wish you could blame Martial's injury, not because Martial probably pulled a hamstring in training. But I think Martial came out and spoke about that. Um, he said that like he 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 was injured for a large part of yeah, um, last, yeah. yeah last season um, and, and was like Martial on loan as well. Ah, uh, severe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but he said that um, um, Ole just kept playing him. Okay, that's oh, wasn't it Rashford as well? As well, like, yeah, both of them. Um, so yeah, I don't get why Mbappe. There, there seems to be some friction between Mbappe and Neymar because I was reading um something in in the goal that was talking about um Sergio Ramos is having to act like a uh, conduit to kind of um ease the tension. So he's kind of like. Because Neymar apparently is really frustrated. And so he, he's... Uh, Sergio gonna Ramos... Mbappe's going to hold it, you know. But he, how? When, you're, when you, at 23, 24, have been made director of football at a club that you play for, <laughs> and you're there, like, you're probably up there with, like, highest earner. Like, well, he is, yeah. He, he signed a deal, yeah, which is a 300 million signed on fee and 100 million a year contract. Which... So... <laughs> What, you, what have you got to be upset about with that kind of money, you know? <laughs> but I think it is an ego thing because obviously I'm not, I'm not saying like, I'm not saying that necessarily you're looking at Neymar with a bit of jealousy. I'm not necessarily saying he's jealous. But what I am saying is that you're meant to be the star. You know, you, you were bought to eclipse Neymar. Mm-hmm. And Neymar is balling out. Mm-hmm. And then you go and miss a penalty. And then Neymar goes and takes his penalty. He scores. And so you, you start to be like, bro, this is my team. What are you doing? And I'm not saying it's right, um, but... Uh, let me just remind him up here that Neymar was here first, yeah? Absolutely. So anyone's team is his team, yeah? So Just because you've made director of the club, yeah? <laughs> Neymar should be made, like, king of France, you know? So, <laughs> uh, also, on top of that, like... Um, Neymar, I mean, if 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 Mbappe has issues on the pitch, yeah, bruv, just score your goals. You can do that with your eyes shut in that league, yeah? Get on your helicopter, go to your yacht, sleep, and that's it. That's what, you don't need to have all this stress. And, and the stuff, obviously, like, I, I don't really want to, like, criticise someone for taking a shot, especially if they're a striker. Yeah. And that's what he's been doing well in East. No, but he should have squared But when you do stuff like that nonsense where he went clean through and hit the side netting, with, he's done that quite a bit as well. He, used to do, he did that in the Euros a few times as mm. well, like, Slashing it into the side net, and that those Fam, kind, just those, square the ball, those bro. kind of finishes annoy me the most as well square because it just feels ball. like you're not you're not concentrating and you're just slashing at it. Square Neymar is busting a gut. When do you ever see Neymar sprinting? He well, apparently gli- glides over the pitch. Isn't it? Have you seen his uh, stats for this season? And this Gaultier guy, man, he's done a good job in terms of like um, the way the way they're set up now because yeah. Yeah, that's you a go with the free, you go with the free the, the free at the back. Last year, Ram, uh, Ramos was holding bench, and Ramos was too good to be holding bench, especially in the French. Yeah, league. absolutely. You go with that three at the back. You got the solidity at the back, and the fact that you got the two fullbacks who don't have a lot of defensive responsibility, and they're both strong attacking wise because Hakimi, he's a bit Trent when it comes to defending, and Nuno Mendes is by trade uh, more of an attacking player. So you get those two fullbacks attacking, and then you've got the three. You've got the three at the back. You've got two hard-working midfielders. Because they're, like, if you think about it, Verratti and Vitinha, that's two small guys. Like, you've got Renato Sanchez. But Vitinha's technical ability is... Wolves. I, uh, he went to Wolves and barely played. Yeah. I know he was obviously younger then, but, like, you see what he's like in these big games now when he's playing. Bro, against he's Juventus. Ben- he's, he's, oh, my He's benching God. Renato Sanchez, isn't it? So, like, you watch those two. The two hard-working midfielders. Verratti is honestly, like, that, that guy is... 
is like, to me, he's just like watching Iniesta and Modric combined, man. It's just beautiful watching him glide, the way he can resist pressure, the way he's just a rash to players. He's a bit like, there's elements of him where going forward, he's a bit Iniesta and then defensively, he's a bit Kante mm. in the fact that he, 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 he's a rash when he tries to win the ball back. And then you've got the three superstars up front who don't have any defensive responsibilities because last year, the, the issue that Poch made was that he played a solid 4-3-3 similar to his Tottenham team. And his Tottenham team, when their front three used to be Son left, Eriksen inverted on the right and Kane down the middle, innit? Son and Eriksen had clear examples, uh, examples, instructions to be compact and help out your fullbacks, innit? Because that's that, that's how Tottenham were were so successful in their team, innit? And then you had Deli Ali who didn't have defensive responsibility. His job was to run, Rome. run and be, go, go and support Harry Kane. Mm. So when Poch came in at PSG, he was doing that. And he had those two, they're two, you can't have Messi and Neymar doing defensive work. No. That's not, that doesn't work. I mean, we, we saw that Messi trying to defend in the 8-2 against, um, no, against no. Bayern, do you remember? He, he just said, I mean, it's 7-2 and I'm Messi. <laughs> why am I, why am I doing doggies? Well, no. well, let me read a little bit from the article and the goal. So what's happening? All is not fully well in Paris as uh, despite recent talks and a team-wide meeting, Neymar still resents what he sees as unneeded drama between himself and Mbappe, which spilled into the public eye during a penalty dispute earlier this season. He believes Mbappe is responsible for the conflict. The bigger picture is that Neymar and Mbappe have been at odds since the start of the season, with Mbappe initially upset by Neymar's growing dressing room influence, ergo the ego, uh, and Neymar feeling Mbappe has repeatedly been selfish on and off the pitch, an incident in the Champions League last week, which we talked about, um, uh, and what's more, Neymar has been careful not to let his frustration boil over in the dressing room with Sergio Ramos serving as a close confidant in recent weeks. It hasn't impact Neymar's play, impacted Neymar's play as he scored eight goals in seven uh, league ungames. The duo have so far listened to manager Christophe Gaultier's um, plea to play nice for the cameras. Yeah, that's the thing. Keep it behind closed doors and no one really cared to be honest because how many times do we see like we saw Cedric and Lacazette fighting, which, by the way, which is top five TV moments of the minute. <laughs> but if you go back to him, I'm just quickly on it. Uh, Lacazette was entirely in the wrong there. Absolutely. <laughs> he fouled a kid who yeah. tackled him. Yeah. And that wasn't even like and a... And then put what? his hand on Cedric's throat. That wasn't even like a, 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 a hard tackle. He fouled him. Like, he actually kicked him. That's a yeah, sword. Yeah, he kicked him. Yeah. yeah. That's a sword. <laughs> yeah. And then Cedric, I, I wish we heard what Cedric said to him. Yeah, Lacazette was like, speak normally, speak normally. Yeah. And then he grabbed him by the face. The people who broke it up, I say it again, all of those people need to be um, executed from the club. I don't want <laughs> to. Even, I don't care who you are. The people who got involved what in the Saka? Well, I have to think about that. I have to reevaluate <laughs> it because they, they honestly, I would, I, would have, I would love to have seen it because Cedric is small, isn't it? Yeah. But I think you could take Lacazette to be honest. Yeah. And by the way... Although Lacazette now is apparently bare athletic. What on earth is going like? What is this, this guy doing overhead kicks? Yeah, I don't know. No, I'm not, I'm not happy. That's why, <laughs> honestly, that's not a good look for the league, are you know? But I... This is alleged. He's matched his total from last year already. This is alleged, yeah? Mm-hmm. But I think he sabotaged us last year. Why? Like, purposefully. But he's only... He's man, only- man, last season, he didn't run. He didn't do any... He didn't shoot. He just... Most times hanging around the halfway line. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's busting a gut in France. He he's chasing down lost causes, 
And he's doing overhead kicks. Well, maybe, he, no, maybe, saboteur. Maybe he, that, he is a saboteur, yeah, bro. Yeah. I, I, well, there needs to be an investigation, I guess, isn't it? Oh, well, like, I, get, him, get him caught. I'll be there. I, I'll do the investigating. Yeah, but like him, I think I think that he, that's all that's all going to run out soon, isn't it? We don't we, like I say. No, if he continues, lack, I think like a threat, Lizzo's there, all of those stuff. They don't. They're not just for jokes. If so. it continues, listen, he. We have to put that whole league. Betrayed that league us. needs to be. It's not called League One anymore. It's called Uber Eats. <laughs> That's it, because that league needs to be put in the bin. If Lacazette can go in there and start slapping goals, no, I'm not having no. It. Honestly, I think he sabotaged us last year. Nah, nah, but yeah, so yeah, whatever. In it. Let's see, let's see, let's um, see how Leon do this season. I got um, this story. Um, Man, I'm moving from Leon to West Ham in it. So, <laughs> hey, Paqueta, you never know. Like, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think he's gonna do? Well, yeah, I like Piquet. I wanted him to sign for Arsenal because I think there's a lot of versatility in where he can play. He can play 10, he can play left. He's a goal-scoring right. midfielder. Goal-scoring midfielder. He can play as a false nine, he can play as centre midfielder. And he's very technically gifted as well. And one of his underrated um, qualities is the fact that he actually works hard defensively. Yeah. So he, I think he can easily play in that, that Xhaka role. He can easily play in the Odegaard role. I don't think he can play in the deep line six four. I think that's a bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> but who knows? Sammy's playing then, so we don't know what it can be like in it. Um, I think he can play in either wing as as a, as a alternative to Saka. I think he's a, he's a very very versatile player, and he's one of those players who's positionally very intelligent. Yeah. So he can he can be a success. And you know, West Ham have done a good deal. You know, like now you let, now their their team is starting to look quite good in attacking positions. If you look, if you have a front front four of Paqueta in the ten with um. I don't know, Bowen, Bowen and Corne. Corne and Skamaka. But Skamaka's been shit since he come here. So Antonio is the one, really. He stays in because he's just... You know, Antonio can give a bad day to everyone. Obviously, he lacks in certain areas. He's not going to get so many goals, is it? But, you know, you had all of that around him. I watched, Those guys are all, like... The three behind him were all, like, decent goal scorers. I watched um, the doc, the BT doc, um, South of the River. What's that? Um, it's basically documenting, like, um, like footballers in South from, from South London. Mm-hmm. So, like... Um, growing up in the cages and stuff, and then it it follows like Antonio. six um, young players, like currently who. Um, oh, is that that was a thing about Eze? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. but it, it follows six players who like are trying to get into academy. So that it follows one girl and then four, four or five other um, boys who are, are trying to like who are between academies or mm-hmm. are in the youth team or whatever, and and then it has like participation from um, Premier League ballers, footballers. Yeah. So um, Sancho's on it, Joe Gomez, um, Mikhail Antonio, uh, uh, Eberreze. South, South, South London has a, a lot. Yeah, of uh, even Tammy Abraham's on it. And um, the Mikhail Antonio thing, I, I don't know if you know this, but when he was um, like 18, he didn't have a club. So he started playing for Tootin, Tootin and Mitchum, mm-hmm. I think is the name of the club. And he... They, they said, oh, we want you to sign a contract. And he was like, no, because if I sign a contract and a bigger club comes for me, mm. then you might make it difficult. So he was released by Tutin and Mitchum. Um, and then he, he, he realized, okay, this is bad. I'm going to go back to Tutin and Mitchum. And then he went to, no, 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 sorry. He went to AFC Wimbledon and he, he did a trial there. So he spent like two weeks there. And then um, when, it went to, like, when they went to register him, the club were like, no, we don't want to pay the registration fee. Do you want to guess how much the registration fee was? What was it? Seven pound. Oh, what hell? AFC Wimbledon <laughs> didn't want to pay seven pounds to register and Antonio. Who did, he, who did he get signed by? Forest so then, no, so then he went back to Tootin and Mitchum 
signed his contract one month later, Reading went and, and bought him. Matting. And then he goes to Nottingham Forest and then West Ham. AFC Wimbledon, you know. Seven pound. <laughs> is it? Is it the old Wimbledon or is it AFC? No, no, Wimbledon? AFC Wimbledon. Seven pound, Mikael Antonio. And, uh, how much did how much did um, Reading buy from Tuin? Um, they didn't say in the doc, but it but was nothing. It must have been. It was like nothing, but still like a decent but, amount. But decent amount for, for yeah, yeah, absolutely. It would have been well if he if if West if Wimbledon had got him, yeah. he would have showed up in the football league, yeah, and then they would have paid more in the, in the hundreds of thousands. Yeah, yeah. L seven pounds, you know, <laughs> seven pounds. Seven pounds. That's two chicken and chips. Seven pounds. Seven pounds. <laughs> nah. Um, That's mad, isn't it? Uh, cool. I know. Wait, wait. Um, before before we move on. Um, well, moving on. Mm-hmm. I had this story um, that I saw online. And um, it's about... Can I take it back? Let's rewind the years um, to when we were growing up. And two Italian legends. Um, Francesco Totti and Nesta. Mm-hmm. So Nesta's I, my favourite defender of all time. So I don't know if you know this. But they were born the same year. Okay. So in 1976, um, they they were both born six months apart. Um, and can I give you a quick fun fact? Go on. Henri and Galas were born on the same day. Really? Yeah. So one of them. The exact one, same day. The exact August 17th, 1977. Why do you know that off by heart? It's Thierry's birthday. It's, <laughs> it's it's etched into my brain, isn't it? And unfortunately, he also produced one of the biggest uh, pieces of crap I've ever <laughs> put on the Arsenal shirt or Tottenham shirt or Chelsea shirt or any shirt in general. So it's like you have to take the good with the bad. The bad, did it? You you produce one of the greatest <laughs> gifts of all time yeah. in, in football. And then you also produce uh, someone who cried on the pitch after a draw. <laughs> <laughs> Against As the captain. <laughs> what do you think? Where's our captain? Oh, he's crying on the other side. And of he the was pitch. kicking... The, the, the sideboards and stuff. Yeah. yeah, what's the advertising called to do to you, bro? Uh, anyway, so yeah. first, uh, Roma approached Nesta. Mm-hmm. Um, his father, Sky Blue, through and through, oh, was Lazio. not having it. Yeah. Mm. So then, similarly, Lazio had um, had approached Totti, but he said no. Loyalty um, begins early in Rome, apparently. Age nine, Nesta signs for Lazio, and Totti signed for Roma. Um, and then there's a picture of them both. Uh, in the under 13s, I think. Yeah. So that's Nesta and that's Totti. Um, oh, Totti was proper blonde. Yeah. Mm. And then, uh, so both Nesta and Totti were born into title droughts. So Lazio hadn't uh, won the Scudetto since 1974. And Roma's last Serie A title came in uh, 1983. But by October 1998, they were both club captains under their respective leadership, Lazio and Roma they, were, they again. Like, were they mates growing up? Um, well, it doesn't say here. Okay. Um, but in 2000, Nazio led, um, Nazio. Nesta led Lazio to their first league title for 26 years. And then exactly 12 months later, um, Totti did the same for Roma. Mm. Uh, Nesta's Lazio career was cut short when financial problems forced the club to sell him yeah. against his will. So he didn't want to go. And then Lazio were like, Mel- Lazio got to go to ham, on ham in the early 2000s just to get a league title. Yeah. His clubs are so immoral. <laughs> So, but Totti obviously remained at Roma for the total of 28 years. Mm. Uh, both were part of Italy's 2006 World Cup win, but it's their impact at home that informs their legacy. Sons of Rome, Nesta and Totti, born six months apart in the city, in, in the city they helped make the centre of Italian football for a while. And I think a sad story that came out yesterday, I don't know if you saw it, um, was, um, so Totti's father passed away. And his wife, um, she wasn't 
like consoling him or anything like that. And she was being a bit distant. Totti's wife. Totti's wife. And then he must have been like, after a while, he must have been a bit like, so he checked her phone and she'd been cheating. With her dad? No, no, no. Oh, cheating on him? Yeah, yeah. Matting. And uh, they've now filed for divorce. Right, your dad dies and then you divorce your wife because she's cheating on you. Yeah. Matting. He doesn't deserve that, man. Yeah. I think everyone in Rome needs to go give him a gift. <laughs> and I think they'll do that, you know. If Totti says, I want 100 grand from everyone. <laughs> 100 Rome, grand? <laughs> bro, Totti would have like six, <laughs> 6.5 billion by his account the next morning. 100 grand, you no, know? No, because he is literally the king of Rome. They love him so much. Yeah, everything. I know he's the king of Rome, but like 100 grand. Who has 100 grand just sitting around? Is there something uh, you want to tell uh, us? Hey, I think... <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like those those people from Rome would actually look for would, would do something to make sure they get 100 grand so they can give it to Totti. Totti owns every everyone in Rome. Um, I just wanted to quickly talk on the big news of the past week. I'm gonna have to start an agenda on on a manager I actually like. You know, <laughs> we will every single week we come here we praise him, Potter, Potter. We yeah. love the way he plays now. And then he has to go and job. What honestly? I don't know if he's a new regime and everything, but like, what has ever told you looking at Chelsea that that's a job for security in it? And I won Champions League less than two years ago, bro. And they said long term project. There's no I've such ne- thing as long term. I don't think project, they bro. know what long term. Long term project, project is. We'll see how you do next week in it. We'll go week <laughs> by week in it. And but uh, it just it just doesn't make sense because if you think about it, yeah, we're n- at the time nine days removed mm. from the transfer window closing. <laughs> You just spent three hundred million, and then you you beat West Ham, and then you you lose yeah to um, Zagreb, Zagreb yeah. and then you get fired. Nothing, you know, this guy literally had a Bamiyang for three days. <laughs> Bam- he played a Bamiyang for fifty four minutes. Yeah, and he just, that's it. He's like, what? What? Is Todd Bowley like a massive Bamiyang fan? <laughs> I was going to see him for nine minutes. Boo! But the reason the stories come out is he left him on red. Yeah. So Tuchel is busy. He's not checking his WhatsApp every five minutes. My man's just sitting there with it, stroking his long hair going, bro, why has he not responded to me? It's like, yo. No, okay. So um, the context to that is that Todd Bowley wanted a management team to be kind of fluid in communication. So be like saying, talking about transfer targets, talking about... Oh, piss off. I wouldn't include you in the group. Why do you think you're in the group? My man was start, uh, suggesting we sign... Uh, what do you think of signing LeBron James? <laughs> <laughs> God doesn't know anything about football. Oh, okay. You know that Tom Brady, he's, in the, he's a great player. Like, let, let's get him. Tom Brady, LeBron James and Pulisic. He's a great athlete. Front freak, great athlete. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great for commercial business. Like, Shut up, man. I would, uh, honestly... Tuchel should have done that and made himself the admin so he can remove Todd Bowley from the group. <laughs> Why are you involved? You no, know, you just get the approval of give me the money, which he did. But I think I think Todd Bowley wants to do that that like hands-on approach. See, that's the issue. He's he, he they don't have a sporting director, do they? No. So they got this yank in the group chatting about I don't know. <laughs> hey, hey Thomas, do you like sloppy joes? <laughs> Thomas, Tom, do you like sloppy joes? <laughs> Oh my god! I'm drinking some Gatorade right now. Send <laughs> pictures of himself. Um, I don't know if he's doing like massive like research on you know. That's why they need a sporting director, man. You got. But it. yeah, I, I, I don't think Josh Cronkey wants to meet in a group with Arteta and Eddie, does he? <laughs> Leave it to them, innit? But yeah, I think I think they're in the process of hiring someone that they're, they're. But I don't know. I, no, it's farcical that two call left. I know things weren't going well. When, no, absolutely. You know, but, bro, why did you give him all that money to sign players that he wants? Yeah? Yeah. 
So he, he got players, he got Cucurelli, he got Fofana, he got Aubameyang, he got Sterling, Zakaria. Zakaria, all of these players, like, you know, this isn't, this isn't a small, it's the most anyone's ever spent in one transfer window in history. In history, yeah. And so you say, oh no, well, you lost to Zagreb, bye. <laughs> That's nonsense, like, it's just a nonsense decision. No, obviously, absolutely. in terms of recruitment, they were very quick and they got, the, I think they got the best of... They got the standout candidate. Yeah, I was hoping they'd go for Poch, because I think Poch is sort of done right now. But um, yeah, Potter, I mean, I was hoping it's so annoying well. because like Potter's taken all of his top staff as well yeah. from Brighton. Like the Brighton players, yeah, were saying bye to like six different play- people. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea went and laid out essentially what is like the compensation to Tuchel, the compensation to Brighton, the contract for it's coming up to like a hundred million transfer on just a manager. Just um, like- so get this, yeah. So fast, uh, rewind backwards into the last couple of days of the transfer window. And uh, Tuchel has a conversation with Billy Gilmore, Gilmore mm-hmm. and says, I think that you should go to Brighton <laughs> on loan um, for your development. Potter's a great manager and you're going to develop under him. You're well, going to get play talks time. Potter says, I want you in my team. And I then, so Billy Gilmore makes the, the short trip to Brighton. Mm-hmm. And then nine days later. When he's like, what? Huh? <laughs> Where are you going? He's, he's off. He's to Chelsea. Oh, okay. And then two goal. He's, he's gone. So the guy who had plans for you to send you out on loan, he's gone. He's gone. And then the guy and who was going to help you develop. In, he's gone. He's gone. Uh, who, know, yeah, but who knows? Like, he probably would have still have a future when he comes back to Chelsea next year. But like yeah, but for a year at least. Though. Who do you think um, they should get now? What do you mean? Oh, Brian. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They always go for someone a bit outside yeah, the box. Yeah, I've heard um, a few decent shouts. So I think they should go for the sporting manager. Yeah, exactly. I I thought he was going to go Chelsea. He was he was yeah. linked there. Was it? That'd be a good one. Another one is a sort of underrated one, but the guy who's the Celtic manager. Oh the yeah, Australian yeah, the guy. Australian guy. Yeah, he's, he's they're doing very well. Looks, obviously, yeah. obviously, they got slapped up by um Madrid by Madrid, but that happens in the, the champions. That's Madrid, the, isn't it? The champions of Europe, isn't it? But <laughs> they've been smoking Rangers every single time yeah. they play them, innit? We've seen like a few. They went and tapped up a market, which typically. That's what Brighton do, isn't it? They went and got about a bunch of Japanese players yeah, who yeah. are all hardworking, sick players, yeah? And all could, oh, I think a lot of those can play in the Premier League, innit? And who knows, he might, if he goes there and takes a couple of those players, like I think there's a few players, that Jota who plays for um, Celtic, yeah, he, I think he's he good, he can decent, play. Yeah. They've got a striker called Kyogo, I think he could play. We've got a couple of decent, decent, but you know, obviously he is, he is that level, innit? So I think that would be a decent one. And another one as well, a lot of people are saying stuff like Poch, but I think a nice. Like a coach, like a good coach, someone who's a bit like different, someone who's a bit like more into like the player development and also can continue with the fact that they play great football with it. The issue now, yeah, is that obviously with Chelsea, you, you mentioned, I think you put up a tweet yesterday where you were talking about they still have a striker issues, yeah, innit? Yeah, yeah. With my, thanks, <laughs> thanks for pointing out my mistake. <laughs> yeah, if Junior makes a, uh, a mistake in his tweet, I'm going to point out. Um, <laughs> but like when it comes to Abamyang, if Brighton had an Abamyang, They'd have won the league last season. <laughs> because they have strikers, yeah, who do do stuff at good... Like, Welbeck is playing very well. Yeah. But that's still zero goals that he's got <laughs> so far in it. And Welbeck could have 38 great games this season and still finish with zero goals. Like, <laughs> it is wholly possible. <laughs> so... Well, I think it would be a miracle for Welbeck to play 38 games, period. Yeah, exactly. Well, well so far, he's doing all right. And he was injury-free for most of last season anyway. So when it comes to Aubameyang... That's what Chelsea need, really. I think, especially that's what Brighton needed as well. They just need the finishing touch. Because mm. now they're getting goals from everyone apart from their striker. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but it'll be interesting to see like what system they play with. 
Does does he yeah. does he go for like what he was doing at Brighton? Uh, he did play a lot. I forget about a lot. In yeah, it, no, so. he did, but um, but also like at the start of this season. Yeah, I guess so. So it it'll be like obviously he'll he'll probably like that's the good thing about Potter. I think like he's tactically like top notch. Like he, yeah, he is a he will assess the players and he will he will probably get the best just, system he, out he, of him. He's he's the definition of a good coach. Yeah. I just do think there's always with Brighton. There's always a period where they'll go like seven games without a win. Or something. Yeah, but that's but think about it, the quality of Brighton, and then now he's stepping yeah. up with the quality of Chelsea. It's true. I mean, now he's he's operating in a different market. Isn't it? He's not operating with um guys. We need going to markets where Brighton are the big team coming from. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. players, Mo- who, Moises Caicedo and Alexis McAllister. We didn't know who they were before. But Caicedo looks like a really good player. That's what I'm my scared. My fear now is that Kante Cante's on the way out, and so uh, do you want to get that? Yeah. Uh, do you want to pause it or do you want to? Uh, just let it run. Yeah. So I'll just keep talking and you hurry back. Yeah. So. Um, nice. Okay. <laughs> so when it comes to Kaiseido, I think Kante is now. He seems to be not declining, but like you see, Kante is a. He's he's got a lot of injuries, and he's been less reliable. And that's just the Kaiseido is only twenty years old, so that just seems like the perfect. Kante, because he looks like he can pound around the pitch the same way Kante does. He looks like he's always winning the ball cleanly. But that's what that's, that's what, what I want for us. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's, he can play for any of the top six teams, I think. Um, but just, uh, with uh, with with Brighton moving forward now, I just hope that it doesn't mean it's a free for all for Potter in terms of any player he wants. Because mm. a lot of those players, like, would w- what's the difference between Trossard and Pulisic? Like, he can easily. <laughs> No, I think, Trossard, like, I think Trossard works better in the system. I think Pulisic has been like really like injury prone and yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying like from if Potter looks at it, he just think I had a better, I had a better version of you. Um, I guess so, but we've seen it. We've seen like managers. Alexis McAllister or we've seen Ziyech. we've seen managers who who make that step up and then they go by the same players and it doesn't yeah, quite it doesn't, work yeah. out. Yeah, what's his name did it with um uh, Brenda Rogers did it with um when he went to Liverpool started taking all these Swansea players. Yeah, yeah, Joe Allen. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's really good for Swansea. Maybe he can be good for Liverpool. No, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just. Uh, so I guess um, we'll we'll see. But it's the annoying thing now is that it's just going to look like Chelsea are actually going to play good football from now on, aren't they? It looks yeah. like. Uh, but what a rise from Spotter, man. Yeah, I know. Two thousand seven. Like, he was the Ghana women under seventeen coach. And also, coach. he used to. He he almost gave up coaching to teach at Hull. He was he was lecturing at Hull. Oh, crazy, isn't it? Hull University. Of all the places, as well, why'd you go to Hull? I think they offered him a job. Yeah, but you have to live in Hull, though. That's apparently Hull is like number one worst place to live in the UK. Really? Yeah, that's that's come out. But listen, Hull helped Potter go to Ostersons and Ostersons mm. to Brighton, and then Brighton. Yeah, here we are. Yeah, but hopefully he can, you know, get the England job now. Yeah, that's that. Then that's it. He's but hopefully, because uh, I don't want Chelsea to succeed. I like Potter a lot, and now I'm gonna have to want him to be a horrible manager uh, and get sacked within six months. Yeah, six months, you know. Yeah, man. Um, okay, so Gavi has just signed a new deal at mm-hmm. Barca. Mm-hmm. Do you wanna? I don't know if you've seen it. Have you seen it? No. Um, do you know how much his um, buyout clause is? It's nonsense. They always do that. Didn't they do that with um, Araujo? They made it a one billion release clause. Is it the same thing with Gavi? <laughs> yes. Yeah, Why even do that? It does, no one's going to pay it, so you might as well just write a gajillion, bajillion. It just makes sense. Put, <laughs> a gajillion. Give us 75 gajillion, and then oh, that, that doesn't make sense. No one's going to do that. But I get it, because these release clauses, the release clause situation, on the on, I'm, I'm a bit torn on it, mm. because for one, it allows a player an escape out. Mm. However, 
it is actually so detrimental to the club who have the release scores because they don't even need to negotiate with um, the actual club. Mm. Just say to the player, do you want to go? And then they go to La Liga and say, <laughs> you're buying this guy. Yeah. So that's what happened with Partey. That's what yeah. happens with a lot of um, different um, release causes. That's why, that's why Atletico Madrid hate us. And that's why, like, um, do you remember when Barcelona bid for Verratti and then PSG went to, um, no, no, PSG went to Barcelona and say, we're going to release, we're going to activate Messi's release clause. And then that's why um, Barcelona issued an apology saying, sorry, we don't want Verratti that bad. Because if you do that, this is way before Messi. This yeah, is yeah, like 500 million release calls, yeah? They're like, we'll do that. Don't you dare. You know? So that's, that's, that's the thing that is it's actually really shit for the clubs that mm. own the player, have the release calls. But on the one hand, I do think more that they need to be more common because a guy like Zaha having a release clause, it doesn't mean he's been in jail for five years. It doesn't mean like, you know, <laughs> Although Palace are balling out now, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. But still, like he's in twenty twenty nine, never played Champions League. He he he's lived long enough for Palace to become decent. Well, yeah, I mean, it, the thing is, he's always wanted to play Champions League. That's why, like, he was out here putting in transfer requests this summer. Yeah, this summer. Well, yeah, Chelsea wanted him, didn't they? Oh. Right, I didn't know that you put a, a transfer. Uh, request. Well, I, I don't know, man. No, what's transfer requests these days? And it just say, yo, if Chelsea want me, make sure these fools let me go in it. Mm. Um, so talk about Arsenal quick. Yeah, go on then. Go, mate, can we just firstly talk about these flipping postponed and yeah. that stuff? So all week here, yeah, I was busting my ass trying to find a ticket for the Everton game. Yeah? I was having no luck. And I knew closer to the date, it was more I was probably going to have a better luck because that's when a lot of these tickets yeah. go through the season ticket exchange. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I was looking, I was looking, I was looking. Then obviously, unfortunate situation, the Queen died. Yeah. And then, but like, what I hated is the fact that it wasn't just... It wasn't. It wasn't all sports. Rugby it was just went football. through cricket. Just Why? Football. What's what's what, what what's the issue with football? So, I read that there was a fear that at the start of games, like mm-hmm. doing the tributes, you know, like the they wanted to do national anthem and then the minute of silence. silence or applause or whatever, whatever it was, that they feared that there was going to be booze. Mm. And so, just what? Just not have? Well, they're going to have it eventually, aren't they? So the next well, I don't time know. they play, they're so, going to have a minute silence on. So, so the issue is, is that we've seen, and this isn't football fans, but we've seen, it's on the news, it's everywhere, that there's been protest. well, not protests, but people holding up signs saying, you know, end the monarchy and mm. this and this and that, not my king or whatever mm. it is. Um, there was a thing at, at Tower Bridge, I don't know if you saw, they were doing that, that cannon salute thing yeah, and yeah. then... They went, all oh, hail, king, blah, blah, blah. And then people went, boo. So people booed. Yeah. Um, so it is plausible. But if it, that's the that's the thing, yeah. They, they said that Why they... Why do they think it's exclusive to football, though? But, but they but, think all the other football games are more civilised. Well, they, there is this perception that football is a common man's game. So it's, it's more affordable, mm-hmm. allegedly... Because yeah. ticket uh, football tickets are expensive. It's not affordable at the Emirates. Uh, <laughs> um, that football is more affordable for the common. It's the common man's game. Yeah. So, um, so that's that says it all. Mm-hmm. That that is the perception that of what football is. Yeah. It's the most popular sport in England. Mm-hmm. Uh, because prob- it's because the reason people get into football is why football is much easier to get into than like the likes of, for example, Formula One or swimming or all that stuff. Because you need. Some it's more accessible. Of, exactly. Football, you can you just need you can kick, start kicking a rock outside, in it? And you play football. Whereas you need access to a pool yeah. to be swimming. You need 
horse racing and all that stuff and those are the elite sports isn't it? yeah you need access to the and so the the issue that i have with it is that you you said it's come out in the news it was part of the statement that you you want life to continue and people's jobs not to be affected but you cancel a whole yeah. weekend of unknown caller yeah. <laughs> um uh, you 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 cancel a whole weekend of football where people work yeah you know people are depending on that and furthermore is away trips people have booked train travel yeah. whether it's airplane they're coming from a different country the, PSV fans, the accommodation mm-hmm. and and there's there's little to no thought about that they because, don't care about the work and man, then the it? worst thing is and i'm i'm sorry but you're spending a lot on a funeral mm-hmm. when like the, the cost, cost of, of living, living is prices, is, yeah. is going up and people are struggling the electric bill gas bill is all like rising and then you're you're spending hundreds of millions on on uh, and this isn't even us being disrespectful no i'm just saying the facts like i i don't want to be disrespectful but th- that's the people juxtaposition mm-hmm. that's the juxtaposition that we're in where mm-hmm. you you have people who are struggling and then you have a lavish funeral over yeah, here for the elite cl- yeah it's just so like obviously clearly it's a classist issue in it like we're clearly seeing like a lot of the only you were telling me today you know like cancer appointments yeah people have cancer treatments are getting cancelled for the yeah my, the doc, my, my obviously my one is not for life cancer. and death yeah. but my my hospital Appointment appointment was can- was exactly. Canceled, so yeah. obviously, there's people who know, and apparently, there's people aren't going to have appointments for another month. Yeah. So it just goes to show, like, because then you have to back. There's backlog in it. It's just so. like obviously, it is a very much an elitist issue. But I think I felt bad for the PSV fans as well because Arsenal. That's the annoying thing as well. All right, the Everton fan, Everton game was cancelled, and then I went <laughs> and got a ticket for the PSV game. <laughs> and then that gets cancelled like two days ago. I was fuming. I was looking forward. But to it, like. you'll get to go to the 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 rescheduled. That's if, the issue if, now. If That's we the even get now. one, we're gonna get done. We're gonna get done like Tottenham did last year. Obviously, we're not in the Conference League, innit? but like Tottenham got done last year because yeah. they COVID was it COVID or yeah, it was COVID. COVID forced their game to be called off, and and then they couldn't if, find a exactly. If you can't apparently it's between like now and November the twentieth or something yeah. like that. I think it's the end of the group stage or whatever in it. But like, if we can't fulfill our fixture. PSV have got every right to say, well, they forfeited it because it yeah. wasn't us. It yeah. was them, innit? Although it wasn't even us. It, it was, was the us police. It was the police, innit? Bro, just play it behind closed door. You don't need police that. We're going to need police for the players. <laughs> it's, just, it's nonsense, bro. And also, what are the police doing, innit? You don't... Just employ more stewards. You won't need pre- police, man. But yeah, um, to be fair, like, how much... How much on, you go to the game You go to a game every every week, innit? How, how much f- uh, fights and violence do you see at the Emirates, really? Above people just getting drunk and drunk. No, I've never seen it. Not really, innit? So, uh, so I, I, I get the, the fear because it's like a European game yeah, and yeah, yeah. like the context. There's is no like, alcohol in a European night in the Emirates. Yeah, yeah so. and the context is like English English fans going mm-hmm. abroad and causing trouble. Fighting, yeah. But I can't really see, can't see Dutch like, fans, Dutch fans they're, yeah. they're pretty chill, innit? Yeah. I, I can't. They just want to smoke weed. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. But yeah, we played Zurich last week as well. Yep. Um, Marquinhos. Mm. Yeah, his. Yeah debut and he scored and that cameraman he's, he's actually sacking because i was trying to get a good look at him he was crying wasn't he yeah he was yeah they just kept them cutting away to <laughs> arteta or someone else i'm like move man so, and then there was someone standing in front of the camera when they were trying to get a, a, a close-up on his face yeah uh, but yeah it was an emotional moment as well he actually yeah. looks he's he's i thought he was just gonna be like one of them tricky wingers like what anthony is isn't it yeah but he's actually he's the opposite. He doesn't yeah. have much skills. He's more like an effective kind of. I player, think he does it? have skills, but I think I his game it, yeah. his game is more. It's kind he's of got, he's almost like Martinelli. Like it's yeah. just 
his focus is to get to the byline mm. and either cross or, or cut in. He's got good decision making, not bad. And he's, fast. he's fast as hell, man. He's really, he's very, very physical as well. Like yeah. he's, he, he's a bit but Gnabry. He, but he, Gnabry. Yeah. And the thing as well is like, for a 19 year old, he's built like a, like a bulldog. What's that he's just like, I don't, oh, wow. He's eating steroids for breakfast. You know how like the Americans have steroids pumped in their food? That's why we're all like six foot four. No. At like, at 16 there years is old. no steroids. Um, no, black beans, bro. Black beans is good, though. It is good, <laughs> it yeah, is yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I, I, I'm really impressed because I did not see him having an impact so quickly. Yeah. And I actually we, thought he was going to be loaned out. Yeah, so. well, apparently Arteta still wants to loan him out in January. So we'll see, but like. But I, need, I don't think that we, we should need, because we, cause we don't have a. a Another winger. Yeah, that who, who yeah, can I give mean, Saka a rest. We kind of need to buy one in January. Yeah, the hope is that hopefully we can. Tip. But now we've got eight. We've got we've got minimum nine games in October plus all the games yeah. that we have to get rescheduled. Yeah, Everton and and PSV. PSV. So it's kind of it's going to be annoying anyway. So number uh, five yeah, is back. Yeah, and moving on. Um, <laughs> hopefully we can buy another midfielder, so I don't have to deal with that anymore. Eventually we're going to have to start talking about other things at the time. Now. Yeah, but I think when it gets when like it gets, officially yeah. announced, then because right now. It is just apart from it? yeah, I was gonna say apart from all the facts, it's, it is speculation. Like, yeah, but we, we, me and you, yeah, we, no, we, know, we yeah. know what side we're on right now. Yeah, 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 where, yeah, where yeah. we axe number five, axe him, bin him. Uh, when it comes to uh, Fabio Vieira, is good. Oh, he? he is. He's he's so. That's my type of midfielder, man. He, honestly. What was it? What's it called? Oh, he reminds me so much of Cazorla. He's is, he's so good. Like the way you can avoid pressure. Yeah, um, good with both feet. Good feet. Like yeah. his his movement for the first goal. Like he's my pressed by two goal. players and then he, he touches to me by the way. Oh. It is it is obviously the comparison, obviously comparison is, is Bernardo Silva. Yeah. But Bernardo Silva, he's actually got But then you think like in, in the middle of the park, he just reminds me of a bit of like the movement and not losing the ball. It just reminds yeah. me of Cazola. We like, are we are struggling in the middle though, because like Jack and Jack and Laconga had to play, they're probably gonna have to play the week yeah. um at the weekend as well. Um, we are a, down to the bat Jacka is gonna die if he doesn't get a wrestling <laughs> man. He's crazy. I found a quote um from when Wenger first signed Chaka. Oh yeah, that he's seen him as a box to box. Box to box, yeah. And everyone just thought he's he just like you're crazy. He's a deep light. He can't run. And also like you're crazy because you see Chaka. Chaka needs to get his 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 flowers because he's been good he's for most been of very, 2022. Very very good. Yeah. He's been really good this season, especially in this advanced role as well. He's playing very well. The, 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 he just he's got great energy, great fitness. His fitness is re- really one of the biggest assets he has because the fact that you know all of our other midfielders really they can't. They're yeah. not all the same fit, and he's the one who's the constant. He's been the constant in Arsenal's midfield for six years straight. Yeah. So shout and out every him. every manager picks him. Yeah. I just think if he cuts out the bozo moments, the idiocy, the idiot. He hasn't stuff, had any this season yeah, so far. I'll give it to him, innit? He's not fighting people. He's not getting sent off. And over. You know, last year, there were a couple of times where he forfeited in. <laughs> I remember when Man City. Yeah. But yeah. Free done by that point, and he just went two-footed on Cancelo <laughs> for no reason. No, I, don't, I, I felt that was a bit... It wasn't two-footed. Well, what he, is, he went... Yeah, <laughs> Where the hell do you live, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, we won against Zurich. With, you know, I, honestly, I just struggle to care about the Europa League at this stage right now. <laughs> I don't, like, my, like, when I'm watching the game, my heart rate doesn't go up. I'm not anxious if we can see. No, if we can see, I, I I'm like, oh, really? Okay, cool. The Europa no, League at I this am. stage. I, no, I, at no, this I stage, care, you can't. I care. No, I like watching Arsenal. All right, cool. That's, uh, the difference is, this year, we are more fun to watch. Yeah, Before, and plus, I, I like, I like the players. Like, yeah, I, I probably I like like, count on my hand how many players I don't like. Mm, number five and that's and, it. Well, I want Cedric, yeah. But obviously Cedric is not... And your boy? Not, who? Spud? Holding. 
Oh, hold on. Uh, nah, he's another one. He's another one. He's, he's like Bellerin. It's even me or him this season. <laughs> he got to go in January because I can't deal with him anymore. <laughs> uh, just like every single time he tries to play out the back, similar to Saliba and Ben White. And I'm just like, it's just one guy. He's like, you know that, you know, he's just one guy when you go play football at five aside, there's one guy who just can't do anything right. He just can't pass, can't shoot, can't tackle. I mean, we can't, we, we can't all pass like you, bro. Mate, bro, I think I'm a better centre back than him. Yeah, I just, I, just, yeah, I, I, I can't join a 3 5 2 though. <laughs> let's talk about um, just to end um, let's talk about two signings that happened this week mm. um, first one is the return of Diego Costa to the Premier League <laughs> that video uh, of him with the Wolves instead of him carrying they should have put him on the chain <laughs> like, the Wolves should have been carrying like dragging him in it because he's an animal like he's actually the definition of the word shit house because he's um, I remember one time when he was playing La Liga he spat into his glove and threw it at Ramos <laughs> which is the most disgusting thing just to think about. Man, right, cool. What if uh, about 10 minutes later in the game, you accidentally rub your face and you got spit on your face now because of your shit house. Really. He used to pick his bogey and flick it at people. I remember one time he played for Chelsea, yeah? And he played Stoke and they were losing. And the ball went down all the way in the corner near the stewards, yeah? And he just went over and stamped on the stewards' foot for no reason. So in his mind, yeah, he's thinking, if you're not wearing blue, if you're not on my side, you must be against me. So he would just go up to like, uh, to be uh, fair, that's your if, mentality. If a, if a corner, yeah, it's true. But like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not at risk getting a red card every five minutes. Like, if he sees the corner flag is not blue and he's, he's got a green flag on he'll it, he'll kick it. He'll kick it. <laughs> no, you're against me. And you got the referee. Don't. They go, hey, uh, hi Diego, how are you? Don't talk to me. <laughs> are you Chelsea? No. And he's like, that's what he's gonna be. He's just the animal. Like, he's actually the most. He's, he should be. He should actually be played. You know, like um, before they start the game, yeah. They should release him from his chains and, sh- and straight jacket. Then he can play for 90 minutes and then he goes straight back into it as well. Because he can't be someone who can be <laughs> released to society, you know? Um, and then the, the second one is um, Kerrius to That is the most random thing ever. Was he a Liverpool player at the time or was he free, free agent? I think he's a free agent. Well, he's obviously just going to be second choice because they didn't have one before, did they? Yeah, because the Bradford the went, went to United, yeah. So yeah, Karius, you know, who knows? I hope, I hope. <laughs> my hope yet yeah, is that Carius has a great season now. Obviously, uh, obviously, I would like Pope to be playing for England, but if Pope doesn't play, Carius plays well. So then Liverpool. Wait, could Pope or Ramsdale? I've also I'm going to go Ramsdale. Ramsdale's my guy, but like, just I don't want Pickford there. So any of those two yeah. really. Um, but I, I don't. Want, I'm not saying I want Pope to get injured, but you know, if if Carius plays and he plays well, and then Liverpool just have egg on their face, you know, because so far most of the time they've only had success in the transfer window, especially outgoings in it. Guys who, who aren't at the level what they were at Liverpool before, innit? But if Karius goes out and starts starts balling out for Liverpool and play well, for Newcastle, Newcastle and starts being a good goalkeeper, I'd love it. I mean, so that's he, pretty difficult. He, he hasn't played for like two years, has he? No, he went to Besiktas. Oh, that was literally the season after he threw it in the goal. That was the 18-19 season. Because 17-18 was where he threw it in the Champions League final. <laughs> yeah. Top man. Then 18-19, <laughs> when they won it, he went out on loan. Yeah. Because literally Liverpool were going to... You know, we can Google this. Yeah, Liverpool were going to continue with him. But then it was a pre-season yeah. friendly. And in the warm-up, every single ball was just going through his hands and his legs. So not even just like you dropping it. It was going through your legs as well. Like <laughs> like, like it was you like you, an American you, football player. Did you know um, that Karius had two seasons at Man City? Yeah, apparently, yeah. And there's another one as well. Like Who who else had a couple of seasons? That? Pablo Mario was at Man City as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, he went to Besiktas uh, for two seasons. So 2018 yeah. to 2020. Yeah. And then last season, he spent it on loan at Union Berlin. Unknown caller. I don't know. They keep calling me. 
it's not it's not not good for our podcast. But um, sorry yeah, guys, we'll see we'll, we'll see how he does as well. But how do you think Diego Costa is going to do? Like, um, he's joining he's joining a team where everyone speaks the same language as him. Yeah, even the English players as well. Kilman and Nathan Collins, all of those guys, they're going to learn it. <laughs> I know, they're all practicing Portuguese. That's because that's the main language. In, 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 well, so in Wolverhampton, everyone just learned how to speak Portuguese. The first language is Portuguese. In Wolverhampton. <laughs> in Wolverhampton, no. <laughs> the main language is Portuguese. Yeah, cool. If you don't know Portuguese, you're not going to survive in, in so, Wolverhampton. It's like how you, if you don't know English, you can't survive in Benidorm or Tenerife. <laughs> you, know, you can't survive if you don't know English. So, so did you know, this is bare random. So other than Portuguese, mm-hmm. the second most popular language in Brazil is what? Spanish. Yoruba. Shut up. What? <laughs> yeah, I swear that. Huh? Yeah. Uh, the- honestly, that would be the last thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yoruba. Yoruba. The Nigerians are Brazilian. The, the, the second highest population of Nigerians is in Brazil. No way. Where? Well, just around Brazil. What I mean? Is there a hotspot for it? Nigeria. Nigeria, yeah. Nigerians in Brazil. Yeah. Mad, how come we've never seen no Nigerians in the Brazilian team? We you might, know how, like, we every, might, we just don't know. There's like 16 different nations across Europe that have like naturalized Brazilians yeah. in their team. I'd just love to see a Nigerian. <laughs> we don't know. Oh, there yeah. might be someone who was married to a Nigerian who... <laughs> well, what, I don't know, what do they call him? Or there will be a name. I don't want to sound offensive. Let's move away from this. Yacubinho. He's really, really strong and really lazy. Like he's got, he's got all elements of it. He's so techie though, isn't it? <laughs> so techie, so strong, so lazy though. <laughs> and he's so flash. Oh my god. He's got a gold plate in Bentley. <laughs> Let's yeah, end it here. <laughs> all right, so we'll catch you on the next exciting episode. Of, we'll talk about that later. Sports Social Podcast Network.